Wildcats to another episode of the Weber State Weekly Softball Show. We're a member of the Big Sky Podcast Network. I am your host, Colby Peterson. On the show tonight, we've got uh, back with us uh, again, fresh off the road. Uh, took some time up in Boise, but made it. Simon Mortensen, the signpost zone. How's it going, guys? Yeah. Shirt? Yeah, I don't know why I raised that. Normally, I'm yeah. on the signpost, so it was force of habit right there. <laughs> okay. I thought I thought that you wanted us to see it or something. I was like, oh, MTV shirt. Cool. Like, what does that yeah. mean? And you're like, oh, it doesn't mean anything. Like, oh, okay, it's fine. I didn't do my wardrobe, but I still have the motion. That's yeah. <laughs> All good. You know, maybe, you know, bought the slash shirt, you know, a couple weeks ago. And so just like a hey, totally. <laughs> and then also fresh off the road, Jessica Euler, two trips to Boise last week. How are you yes. doing? I mean, I think I've recovered on sleep. Next time I might not do it backed up against daylight savings time. I'm hoping that legislation passes that's out there. I am mm-hmm. pro not doing this anymore. Yeah. I mean, you I mean, if we want to talk about a bipartisan issue in America, folks, this is it. Predict the <laughs> clock's changing. Everyone can agree. So I'm with you 100 mm-hmm. percent Would would like to not see the clocks change anymore. And uh, so glad that you're able to get caught up because, uh, yeah, that's a young man's game. Two trips in a week in a, in a matter of days driving. up. It is. I, I did think I was younger than it turns out I am. So I'm glad we've tested that theory. And now we know, <laughs> you know, you never know your limits if you don't test them. Right. Just saying. <laughs> Well, folks, uh, we've got a good one for you tonight. Uh, we're going to, we got a player interview. We're going to be interviewing senior pitcher Arissa Henderson, talk a little bit about her journey from Provo up to Weber State and uh, the success that she's had in a Wildcat uniform, which is a lot. Then we're going to be talking about the weekend in review. Wildcats on the road for the final uh, tournament of the, of the non-conference schedule, taking on South uh, San Diego State, uh, Cal State, Northridge, and then uh, host San Diego there on Saturday. So we'll talk through some of the highlights from that weekend. And then uh, I brought Waldo's Magic 8-Ball back. We're playing Waldo's Magic 8-Ball, folks. So I got some questions for our panel here, and we're going to shake the 8-Ball and um, see what clicks. But before we get into all that, I want to encourage everybody to subscribe to the show, whether that's on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, all good places to find Weber State Weekly. And if you would, please rate us on those platforms. Help us climb in the rankings and uh, tell the podcast overlords that what Weber State Weekly is does is good and wholesome, and you'd like to see more of it. So please rate us. Um, we're also on social media. You can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Twitter, a good place to interact, especially on game day. Uh, and then we've got a Patreon. You go to patreon.com slash Weber State Weekly, become a patron and uh, get some good secret content that I have not moved to the blog yet. All that all that good football recruiting content is up there. And uh, don't be surprised when basketball recruiting gets going in a couple of months. We start getting commits there because probably more of that content is going to go behind the paywall. So go become a patron. You can get access to it. And then we want to shout out our sponsor, Studio 98. Uh, if you're looking for a ring that's not boring, lame, run of the mill, Cracker Jack, all of those things, check out Studio 98. They're a local jeweler. They're run by a fellow Wildcat. He's a former football player. He loves the purple and white just as much as you do. He always tells a story that he doesn't actually know. Uh, he doesn't know any nursery rhymes. So when he wants to put his children to sleep, he just sings the Weber State fight song. That's what he does. So. Shout out to Ben on that. Uh, he's, he started Studio 98. Check out their website. You can go to studio98.com. That's studio N-I-N-E and the number 8.com. Check out their beautiful rings. They've got a lot of really interesting woods that they make them out of. Really cool designs. Um, one in particular that's my favorite. You won't find it on the website, but you could possibly get it if you were to message them. The Flying W. There it is, folks. Right there on my finger. It's special. It's a beauty. 
Check it out. Message those guys. But check out all the great stuff that Studio 98 does. want to appreciate them and their support of Weber State Weekly. So, all right. That's the intro. We did the stuff. Now, let's talk to senior pitcher Arissa Henderson. Arissa, thank you so much for taking some time to chat with us here on Weber State Weekly. Thanks for having me. Yeah, we're excited to chat with you. Uh, you've been on a tear this season. I mean, Coach Amy Cohn was sort of cagey about us, uh, you know, talking too much about this new secret weapon that she had got. <laughs> and uh, and uh, boy, was she was she not wrong? I mean, you've had an absolutely phenomenal season so far. Um, but let's talk. Let's let's start from the beginning uh, because uh, this is your final year of eligibility as a um, as a college pitcher and also as a student athlete. And so. Uh, you know, let's let's start from the beginning. Originally hailing from Payson, Arizona, you were a member of four straight conference champions in the West Coast Conference. Also, West Coast Conference Pitcher of the Year in 2019. I want to talk to you a little bit about, you know, being around that much winning, kind of how being a part of teams that were that successful has kind of helped you as, you know, of course, a senior and a leader coming in now to this, uh, I'd say also a pretty senior Wildcat group, but also there are a fair number of, of freshmen on this squad. Mm-hmm. Talk to us a little bit about how being around that much winning has kind of shaped your mentality and maybe helped you step into that role of being leader because uh, you've had some big moments already in a Wildcat uniform. Yeah. Um, winning is just a, or the mindset is a big part of winning. So coming from a program that's won a lot and just winning a lot of games, it just changes your mindset going into like these teams I've played before, maybe haven't, but have played teams similar, just having the mindset that I know that, I can beat them. My team can beat them. And they're just another team. It doesn't matter what names on the Jersey. Yeah. And I think that we've definitely seen that already this season where Wildcats have taken on some really tough opponents and uh, you've pitched in, in a number of those games. Um, thinking about like uni, UNLV games, um, San Diego state, also another, you know, those two teams were co-picked to win the conference, uh, the mountain West conference this season. Wildcats have now faced them both two times and uh, come away with a three and one record. Um, and so, like you said, the Wildcats have proven that they have the ability to kind of just show up on the diamond. Doesn't matter who's on the other end; they're going to play some softball. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you decided to spend your final year of eligibility here at Weaver State. Can you tell us a little bit about, you know, what led into that decision making? How'd you how'd you pick Weaver, and how, how has that transition gone for you? Yeah, so I was at BYU before and I had graduated but um, with a degree in family studies, but I wasn't really sure what I wanted to do career-wise going forward. And so I just took the beginning of summer just trying to explore, try different things. And then I finally decided that I wanted to be an Ecotech. And so I was looking into programs and I saw that Weber has a good sonography program. Yeah, And so I was just first going to go to school. And then I was thinking about it and I had this extra year of eligibility. And so I decided that I wanted to give it a try to play and see if they would take me on. So I entered the portal so that I could uh, talk with other coaches. And then I got in contact with um, coaches up there. I'd previously played for Kevin and house and I loved them. So I knew that that would be a good environment. So then I got in contact with them, started messaging them. I took a trip up to Weber and coach Amicone gave me the tour and just talking with her. She had such a great energy and fire. And, um, I just really liked their winningness too, in their program, as well as their values and strengths and stuff like that. And so it just seemed like a good fit. And, um, I knew it'd be a good environment for me to thrive for my final year. 
Oh, that's so awesome. I love that you started looking at academic programs first. Sonography is a good one here. And so, yes. so awesome that you have that extra year of eligibility because you have just mm-hmm. been on fire so far this season. Yeah, it's been fun. And uh, one of my favorite things that you brought up to me, um, I think I interviewed you about a month ago. Um, and uh, you talked about how your dad is one of your big coaches and how you how you work with your dad a lot um, when you're when you're trying to improve. Is this something that you're still doing this season? And he's like, you know, kind of going around with you and everything like that, helping you out and everything. Yeah, like that. not as much as previous years because I am farther away before I lived just 15, 10, 15 minutes away from home. So it's a lot easier to go meet with him. But still, he'll shoot me advice and text or when he's at my games. After, we'll just kind of run through things and bounce ideas off each other. So that's been a big help. Yeah, and I think also having just that that opportunity to kind of work with somebody who you have a good relationship with to say, okay, um, how do I improve? Um, because I'll, you already had played at such a high level and now, you know, already off to a great start. And like I said, in Wildcat uniform, currently seven and zero is the pitching record. Um, mm. Sub two ERA at 1.62. Um, just absolutely great numbers. And so do you, do you feel that, you know, even though there's a little bit of distance between you and your father and, you know, you have that close relationship that it's still, it's still been working that you've still been able to bounce ideas off of each other and continue to improve. Yeah, it definitely has, as well as our coaching staff is great and they provide a lot of help when I can't go just go home during the day to go talk with my dad about it. And then also it's just been nice because this year's since we haven't been able to practice a lot, he's our his role has transformed to more support and just like being there supporting me, cheering me on and less coaching. So that's been a really awesome transformation too. Um, so not only are you a fantastic pitter, pitcher, pitcher, what the heck is pitcher? <laughs> a fantastic pitcher. You've also gotten some super timely hits like in the Seattle game and this, you know, last week with the San Diego State game. Tell us about your approach at the plate and whether being a dominant pitcher helps with that. How are you so awesome at the plate as well, Orissa? Um, I definitely think that being a pitcher does help me. I get to kind of know the umpire's zone throughout the game and get to know what are going to be strikes, what aren't, as well as just knowing the mindset of a pitcher and like thinking ahead of what she's going to throw me. And then um, just the team environment. We have so much great energy and hitting is contagious. So um, a lot of my hits, there's been runners on. And I was just looking to move them over and then luckily got a good hit out of it and they were able to score. So that's been awesome. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, a, a good point there. Like you said, I mean, a lot of those situations, there were already runners on. And so it was just a matter of taking advantage of the zone that was in front of you. Um, and so like Jessica noted that that Seattle game, I mean, that game was basically all you, you pitched, you pitched a shutout, you pitched seven full innings, and then you also hit mm-hmm. a three run bomb to win the game. Like, I mean, name another sport where that happens. <laughs> that was yeah. just a crazy day. Yeah, it was crazy. But uh, let's talk a little bit about the the season uh, in total. So Wildcats currently 20 and six thus far. You've been a big part of that. Like I said, a seven and zero record, an ERA at 1.62. Um, I wanted to ask kind of what you felt the secret of success has been for this team, because there's been 
there have been a lot of very tough opponents, um, a very long and difficult road schedule. I mean, playing at Fullerton in that tournament, then turning around and following that up with the tournament down in San Diego with a, with a team like San Diego State there. I mean, the Las Vegas tournament against UNLV, which was, I think that's where really the legend of this team really started to grow. What has been the secret for you guys to really being able to go up against some of those really tough opponents and come away with dubs? Um, one of the big things is that our team has a lot of depth. We use a lot of different players, whether it's runners or pinch hitters, as well as we have a great pitching staff so we can sub in and out and nothing really changes. And then also we just are gritty. A lot of these games like will go down and it's not a big deal for us. We just work our way back one inning at a time as a team and work together and just do the little things and then produce wins. Yeah, great. Great way to put it. Mm-hmm. I was going to say too, um, you got, you got a tough opponent, a couple of tough opponents coming up this week. You know, you got Utah Valley, everything like that. And you got U of U. And I know, like, you know, you're at Weber State now, but you're BYU alumni. Like, there's got to be some animosity there still, right? (laughs) Yeah. There's always been a bigger push to beat you. So, yeah. I last week said that you've technically already beat them since we beat A&M and A&M beat University (laughs) of Utah. So, next week, you know, you've already got this down. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, luckily, uh, you know, there will be two games in, in the coming week against the University of Utah. One game will be down in Salt Lake, and then the other, they will come to Wildcat Softball Field. Uh, but then mm-hmm. there will be another down the road again at Wildcat Softball Field. So for Wildcat fans, a good opportunity to see the University of Utah two times up in Ogden if you're not willing to make the drive down to, to Salt Lake. So really good squad. Uh, and I think, honestly, like probably, I mean, I haven't seen the RPI, but uh, I'm, I'm willing to bet that probably the top two teams in the state right now I mean, I don't know. That's a guess, but it feels that way. I mean, what do you guys think? Oh, yeah. yeah. Totally. <laughs> yeah. Utah is a great team this year, so all the games will be good against them, too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a good softball conference, the Pac-12 is. And so, um, yeah, I mean, we'll see what happens. But ask you one one final question here, Rissa, and I want to talk a little bit about your battery mate. I mean, uh, you, you're, you get to hang out with Big Sky Player of the Year, Lauren Ho. She's the reigning Big Sky Player of the Year. Um you guys kind of came out of the gate, had, it seemed like had really good chemistry, right? Right from the get go. And so I wanted to mm-hmm. ask about how you were able to build some of that good chemistry and kind of see success really, really quickly with a new catcher behind the dish. Yeah. Lauren is awesome. And from day one, she's been very friendly to me and just kind of took me under right from the get go. And then in the fall, we worked a lot together in practices so we could kind of find that group. But to be honest, I think she would click with anybody and any pitcher would do well under her because she's a great catcher. She works so hard back behind the plate to get strikes, throw runners out. And then she's just very smart with the game. So I have just a lot of trust in her, whether it's her calling pitches or runners on or whatever the situation is. I just trust that she'll do her job. Well, Um, wanted to ask our panel here. I mean, final questions here for Arisa yeah um you know when we when we talked last time um i brought it up like you were a player who didn't really like to um look at your stats and kind of you know track your stats and everything like that this has been a little bit you know a crazy crazy couple games for you with that 7-0 record everything like that 
um, is it a little bit different this year? Are you kind of tracking a little bit more, kind of, kind of seeing them a little bit? Um, I just try to check them at the end of the game just for progress wise to see what I can improve on, but I don't really like track them season wise. As long as we're winning games, I'm happy. I don't care what the stat line is for me. Just want the wins. And my final question just is, so last year of eligibility, but now you're in the sonography program. Are you going to hang out with us at Weber till you finish that degree? Um, we'll see. I think my program gets pretty busy, but definitely if there's time, I'll stop by the softball field and just try and hang out when I can. Cause I love the team and the energy and just softball. So it'll be fun being a different view. Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. Man, that I wouldn't that be so amazing. Like you go in, you're going to get, you know, you're going to get some, some work done and it's like, Oh, Hey, it's you, the West Coast Conference Pitcher of the Year. Awesome. Well, yeah, I guess do 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 the stuff that you were trained to do also. I, I just can't yeah. imagine that situation. <laughs> that just seems so random to me. <laughs> Man. Well, uh, Riss Anderson, I want to thank you so much for taking some time to chat with us on Weaver State Weekly. I uh, wish you all the best of luck. It's a week off for you right now, like we said. Uh, had It's been a long time since you've been back at home, and so you kind of get this week off to kind of recoup before... You get right back to it. The home opener on Tuesday, March 22nd against UVU, who probably going to be looking for revenge. I mean, that big comeback game down in uh, St. George, Wildcats, like you said, gritty, just a gritty win. That one where down, what was it? What was it, guys? Like 7-0? Seven, seven, oh, they won 8-7? Is that, is that what yeah. it was? Yeah, yeah I think down, so. Down 7 and nothing. Then they're like, all right. And I, I can't remember if it was, uh, I think it was Faith or Lauren. I can't remember which one where they were talking about it. And they were like, we just... Just got to get one. And then one turned into two. And the next thing you know, we're walking them off. You know, so it's mm-hmm. like, man, that's just so crazy. So they might be uh, they might be ready for some game, but uh, looking forward to that. So Arissa, wish you the best of luck this week and just kind of taking some time off uh, as you get ready to get back on the diamond next week. Thanks so much for taking some time to chat with us on Weber State Weekly. Thanks for having me. Yeah, we really appreciate you. All right. Well, like you said, want to thank uh, thank Arissa again for taking that time. Uh, really appreciate the time to get to know some of these players, right? Especially where they've had a lot of success early in their in or throughout their college careers, and now a player like Arissa, uh, a player of her caliber, coming in and becoming a Wildcat and really making an impact, folks. I think you know she's the bona fide ace uh, right now on the staff, which is really weird because we also already have the Big Sky Pitcher of the Year last year in Mo Ramirez, who uh, yeah. also found her groove this week. So, um, also shout out to Dan Hubbler, you know, noted here, uh, we'll bring it back up, bought his, uh, season tickets this week. Uh, I did the same actually. And even though I'm in Nashville, I was like, you know, I'm going to support these ladies, you know, buy a couple of season tickets for them. And, um, you know, uh, hopefully folks will start showing up to Wildcat softball field and seeing just how truly special this team is. So $95 for a pair, it's $45 each for, for a season ticket to base to softball. Crazy cheap. Do it. So, folks, all right, let's talk a little bit about the the last week um, because uh, some a little couple of bumps, right? Uh, that first game against S, uh, San Diego State didn't go the way that the Wildcats helped. They ended up getting run ruled, losing that one nine to one. Um, just just got a little bit of a disaster uh, to start the the weekend off. And it was like, oh no! Um, but they bounced right back the next day and and got the dub against San Diego State. And so now, currently, you know, well, let me make sure I'm not getting ahead of myself in my talking points here. I won't do that, but um, Wildcats got back on track. Uh, they were able to get 
dropped one to uh, CSU Northridge. Not not the best, right? Ended up losing one nothing in that game. It's kind of a bummer. But overall, Wildcats now twenty and six on the season. How are you guys feeling? Like twenty and six. I mean, they're coming home with twenty wins. How are you feeling? I think it's fantastic, especially you know it's it's the best. Um, preseason we've ever had in program history there, there's no doubt about that um i think especially when you peak right before you know your big utah games too like i love seeing that um you know i want to i want to see us get over 500 on utah valley we're now at 500 with them and we need to get over like we, we got it they're one of the green teams too like that, that's how mm-hmm. it works you gotta beat them you don't um, the green teams right now yeah and so um I'm really excited for that. Really excited for the Utah games. Like I think we've we've hit our stride at a good point. So yeah, yeah, I I feel just really, really good about the season. I think we've had a non-conference season like one that we haven't really seen in years. We've always, you know, had a pretty solid team, but just the caliber of teams that we've played and how well we've played, like twenty and six, is just awesome. Yeah, my goodness. Yeah, and and, I, and one thing that I wanted to point out was the, the quality of this non-conference schedule here. Like they've seen some teams. So, like we noted back in that in the last segment with Arissa, UNLV and San Diego State were the two teams picked to win the Big Sky Conference this year. I mean, sorry, the, the Mountain West Conference this year. And so, Wildcats now are three and one against those, right? You know, only losing only losing that first San Diego State game, and then coming back and getting the second. Like that's just. I mean, if, if 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 we had said that at the beginning of the season, I'd I I would have punched you in the face. I'd have called you a liar. <laughs> you know what I mean, like, yeah, right. No way, dude. Like, you're, you're messing with me. And so it's just it's just such, a, such an interesting spot to be in. And then having faced quality teams like A and M, like UCLA, even though the UCLA game did not go the way the Wildcats had hoped. You know, that was a tough game. Um, you know, maybe a little bit of a high after coming off of the A and M win earlier that day, but just. I think that having a pitcher uh, like Arissa on the team who, like we said, not only doing a good job in the circle, you know, just getting it done, pitching complete games, 1.62 ERA, like that's just, that's just so bonkers, but also getting those timely hits. It's just, it's such an interesting combination of a lot of different things where you have this quality schedule, plus you have the right team to meet that schedule, you know, because I'm sure that, in other years, you could probably try and get this schedule, but you may not win very many of those games, right? But Coach Amy Cohn doesn't care. She wants to win. And so she'll go out there and challenge her team as best she can. Yeah. I think one thing, too, is you bring up that one, uh, 1.62 ERA with Arissa Henderson. And we have three Wildcats right now in the top 10 as far as ERA goes for pitching. We have Amanda Sink and mm-hmm. um, Mo Ramirez in there as well. And, you know, you look at the strength of schedule compared to the other teams in the big sky, especially like that. That's kind of unheard of right there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, for the quality of opponent that they faced to have those yeah. kinds of ERAs. Like I, I will talk about this in a bit, but Mo Ramirez, she has a sub four ERA right now after having a little bit of a, a blip, you know, she was able to get it back down to three, seven, seven, I think over the weekend. Um, but yeah, man, I mean, th- that's just crazy. And, and like we said, Mandy Sink has been really, really good in, especially it feels like safe situations is where she's come in for a lot of those. And she's done a great job of saying, okay, I'm coming in and I'm going to close these games down. And she really has. And so hats off to her as well. Like th- that, that staff right now is just, firing on all cylinders like you said now that Mo Ramirez has kind of found her groove and said okay uh, she had a couple of really good outings against some quality opponents this weekend um, so let's talk a little bit about that Mo Ramirez 
beginning of the, of the weekend, 4.54 ERA. She got it down to 3.77 by the end of it. Um, she pitched only, you know, she only gave up one run against uh, CSU Northridge in that game that the Wildcats lost. I mean, man, let's talk a little bit about Mo Ramirez. Big, big sky pitcher of the year, reigning big sky pitcher of the year. Like we said, kind of a little bit of an up and down where the, the RA soared a little bit, but uh, she's back on track. And that, that CSU Northridge game was a heartbreaker because she, you, you can't blame anything. Like she pitched as well as you can. Um, yep. it, it just didn't happen on the batter side of it, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, she has been phenomenal. And, you know, you can look in, um, you know, I think she's a six, five record right now um, as far as win loss, but the quality of opponents she's faced again, like, you know, coach Amico knows that, you know, she means business every time she steps on the plate. Um, and it's a player that she's going to trust in those games like the UCLA game. Um, and uh, so it, it, it's really like a, a great record, especially for who she's facing. And that's just what I want to build on too. Like, I think Mo is doing great this season, especially given the caliber of teams that we're playing while why we're talking about her less is because we're balancing her in there with Arissa, right? So we've got two incredible pitchers where I think, had we looked at Mo last year and I should probably go check the stat sheets and stuff. I think she's doing incredible given the players that, she, you know, the teams that she's playing. And I think I agree wholeheartedly with Simon, that first CSU Northridge game, like she had it all like in the second one, she still pitched five innings there and did quite well and just really showed out quite well. I think, uh, I, I think we've just talked, you know, and certainly she's had some up and downs, but we're comparing her to Arissa who's just had a blowout season, which is a little bit unfair because most still doing pretty dang great. Yeah, really. Uh, the one thing I was going to say is that, you know, last season she really raked, I mean, at the plate, she was so, so good, um, has had a little, I think a little bit of struggle right now hitting 194, um, which is uncharacteristic of her, you know, cause like last season we talked about like, basically she was Shohei Otani, you know, she, she had, you know, this really low ERA plus she was absolutely raking at the plate. She had the power, she had the slugging percentage, the OPS was through the roof. Um, and so a little bit of a struggle at the plate. And, and so I, that's one thing that I wanted to talk about tonight was the fact that the Wildcats are sitting at 20 and six without this team, I think, fully clicking. Like there have been some very good games and there have been some some folks who have really stepped up thus far. But man, there's there is room for improvement. You know, we, we still haven't seen really the the level of play that we saw last season from certain players and when they figure it out. And I think they will. Um, man, like this team is just so scary dangerous because they've done a lot of damage in spite of not everybody being where they were a season ago uh, and winning some of the hardware that they did, right? And so it's like if they can even get close to that level once again, man, this team is going to be really, really difficult to beat. And, uh, you know, I think that, you know, they can really make some noise in, you know, potentially the regionals should they get the opportunity to play in the NCAA tournament. Yeah. I think to build off of that too, like, you know, there are players that we we've seen good stuff from them this year, but I'm ready for like this in-conference stuff and everything. Cause I think like one thing is we'll see Lauren Hope break out even more. Cause she's been, she's been great this season, but she's going to be, I think she's going to be even better coming down on that second end. Um, you've seen Faith Ho just kill it right now. And I think that will continue to improve. And I think she dropped down to, was it number four or five on the, um, batting average list, but 
when she goes back to in conference, that that's going to go up right there at 380 right now, especially against the team she's playing against is incredible. You know, you've got San Diego State and UCLA and Texas A&M in that, you know, um, still batting 380. So, yeah. Yeah, totally. And then, you know, another player that I wanted to shout out was um, Noel Foster. You know, she mm-hmm. hasn't she's only hitting 200 right now, um, but she was all conference last year. And so it's like, I, we know that she's got it. She's just, you know, has to, she's, she's just still kind of working through some stuff. And I think that when she finds it, and like you said, the, the conference schedule is coming up, uh, you know, next week, it'll be pretty much in-state games. I, I would say, and we'll talk about that in the schedule coming up, but you know, UVU, Utah, Utah state, and then, and then we're talking conference, right? There are a couple of non-conference games sprinkled into that, that conference play schedule. But for the most part, the conference schedule is, you know, right around the corner after next week. And so, you know, I agree with you, Simon. I fully expect to see some of those numbers jump because, I mean, no, no slight on, you know, the Big Sky Conference, but just you're not playing Texas A&M. You're not playing UCLA. You're not playing San Diego State. You're not playing UNLV anymore. You know, now, now you're playing Idaho State and Montana and, you know, playing teams that are normally on our level. And so I'm with you. I wouldn't be surprised to see those numbers jump, the offensive numbers, uh, because, man, guys, Portland State, they're out there. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, it is going to be a fight with them. Yeah. No, I, I'm like, I hope we, I hope we blow them out of the water for what happened last season. And I know they, <laughs> they, they do as much as, as much as I do. Um, I think that one of the cool things over this weekend too, that I'm excited for as far as in conference, another player is uh, Mika Chong again. Um, you know, you look at the San Diego game right there and she went three for three at the plate. Right. And just kind of killed it. Like, you know, you have these freshman players, you know, these young players that I think are awesome. And I can't wait to see what they do in conference, especially in um, big sky tournament. And I mean, I'm going to call it. I think we're going to, I think we're going past the big sky tournament too. So, yeah. I mean, for sure. I mean, uh, and and the thing is like right now, the RPI is such that the Wildcats could potentially get a look, you know, it could be a two bid league which feels weird to say, right? Like it's not, that's not the norm for mid majors like this, right? Like it's a one bid league usually. And so to be in a position where it could really potentially be a two bid league, should the Wildcats somehow not make it through the conference tournament, which they will host again in Ogden. um, Man, that's saying something. That's just crazy. Um. Another thing I want to talk about, and like I said, I didn't want to get ahead of myself, but I did want to bring this up. Wildcats currently now five and one against the Mountain West Conference this season. The only game that they dropped was San Diego State, that first game in San Diego. Um, but they've beat the Mountain West Conference in every other single me- meeting. That's two games against UNLV. That's two games against Nevada. Undefeated against the state of Nevada, by the way. We made a TikTok about that. <laughs> uh, but then also a game against San Diego State uh, that they took um, split with them. And then there's one on the way um, in the coming week. Uh, it's about two weeks away, I guess, technically. But uh, against Utah State up in Logan. And I think that'll close out the uh, the Mountain West Conference schedule for them. No more Mountain West opponents. I mean, do you think that that affects Mountain West teams' willingness to play the Wildcats anymore? Or is it more like most of those games are happening in tournaments, so it's just whatever? Um, yeah, I think, I think that's an interesting point. Um, it is one thing where, um, this is definitely a, a different Weber state team than, than we'll probably even get next season just because the amount of seniors that we have are so phenomenal right now, yeah. but it does, it does send a message to other schools. When, when you start playing, you know, in the top 
45 teams in the entire NCAA, like, and you're, you're winning, um, you know, that, that obviously sends a message that we're a stronger program than you think we are. You know, we're not just some easy preseason, you know, team to blow off and just kind of get yourself ready for the tournament. Like this is a different team. Yeah, yeah I totally agree. I think people are going to start to definitely think a little bit before they schedule those games. I think you're right that a lot of them are in tournament, but you know, I, I folks are looking who's in the tournaments that they're picking. I think that it's a good way to challenge some higher caliber teams in non-conference play. If they want to get out and kind of test things. Um, I, I think that could lead to us even having some different, you know, games in the future. Um, even if Mountain West starts to be like, we don't want Weber State to be the Mountain West champions too. Um, <laughs> but, but I think it's a good sign. But I think people are definitely going to start paying attention. Yeah, I mean, we've seen some of those um, out of tournament games happen. Like, uh, I believe it was last season, they faced Colorado State. Um, and I, I think they split that, that series. It was two games in Ogden. Um, and so I think it just... It also shows Coach Amicone's willingness to go out and challenge her team, right? To say, like, mm -hmm. we're gonna we're gonna try and punch above our weight, and we're gonna take on some of the best teams because we truly think that we can beat them. And the the ladies have stepped up and said, "Yeah, if you if you think we can beat them, then we'll beat them." And and they have. And you know, this season is is a good indicator. I think this is a high water mark for the Wildcats, um, but it just goes to show that uh, they'll play anybody anytime. Sort of like what Arissa says: doesn't matter who's you know whose name is on the jersey, we'll play softball. We don't mind. Uh, uh, I, I wonder also like as the whack kind of, you know, we see, we of course have games against Dixie state, uh, and UVU being in state games. And it seems like the grand Canyon tournament is one that they will continue to go to. It seems like that's always the first tournament of the season. Uh, but I have to wonder if, you know, we start to see maybe more whack games as well. Now with so Southern Utah leaving the conference after this season and going to the whack, if you know, that's a series that, uh, maybe you see more games as well because they're no longer a conference opponent. I'm praying for it. I want to, oh, I want to yeah. play in the birds. Like, oh, heck yeah. yeah. And you have so many, like, you know, you have Utah Valley in there and you have Dixie state and everything like that. But yeah, especially, you know, the more in-state opponents we get, I think it just fires up the team a little bit more, you know, there, there's a different energy when you're playing a team in your home state. So yeah. 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 Totally agree. Birds, man. Beat them every time. Beat the birds. Uh, last question for you folks. Um, so we asked we asked the rest of this question, but I wanted to put it to our panel as well. UVU and Utah are coming up next week. UVU potentially looking for revenge, like we said. I mean, they 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 blew a big lead and got walked off by the Wildcats down in St. George. And then Utah two times, um, a split, one game in Salt Lake, one game in Ogden. Wildcats haven't beaten Utah since 2019. I mean, how do you see this week going? Because um, uh, an amped up UVU team and then a tough opponent, like Arissa said, Utah's good. Um, how do how do you see that week going? I I love this week. I think that Utah Valley's a fun opponent um, just because we're like five hundred with them right there, which is awesome. And um, I think I think we're gonna like to get that upper hand on him even more right there and kind of kind of widen the gap a little bit. Um, that Utah game, like that's why I was asking Arissa that is because I, you know, it's a BYU thing too. Like BYU, they hate them. And um, I want to see that same presence, that same energy right on that Utah plate because I, I want to see some, you know, I think these are the two best softball teams in the, in the state right now. And um, the, 
it can get it, it'll get heated. I'm I'm excited. Yeah, I, I'm excited, it's particularly for the Utah games. I think the UVU games will be good. Um, and I'm, you know, pulling the classic look past one team sort of thing a little bit. So I do think UVU will be good. But University of Utah, just the caliber of teams they're playing, they lost just by one point, two to one, to the number one ranked softball team in the country just last week or the week before. So, like, they're challenging themselves, too. And it's fun that we get to play them so consistently. And I think that's because they like to challenge themselves and we're a fun team to do it. So I'm excited to see the games. I wouldn't be surprised to see a split there, but um, super excited for this next week. Yeah. I think that's where I'm at. I I mean, obviously want to beat UVU and we'll see how that game goes. Um, Just kind of depends on how they show up. Uh, But when it comes to the Utah series, uh, two games, it's back to back. So Saturday, the game in Salt Lake, Sunday, the game in Ogden, um, nice to get a split uh, out of that. You know what I mean? And I think that we kind of, we said that about some of these other really quality opponents that we've seen two times, right? Like the UNLV or the San Diego States um, that, you know, we, we'd like to, you know, see a split and in the UNLV case, got lucky and got two instead of just one um, would hate to go. zero and two against them. Uh, but the, the nice thing is there, there is an opportunity for redemption. Should the Wildcats not be able to beat them not, you know, next weekend. Um, it, because there will be one more non-conference game in Ogden later on. And so a chance it was some redemption, but uh, yeah, it would be nice to see how that goes. And because like you said, Utah has played some tough teams and, uh, and have hung in there. And so they're a quality opponent, a very quality opponent. And you get to have them on your, on your home field, which is always, it's the best. I mean, I think that's an interesting thing about this, this softball team in general is that there will be a lot of really interesting teams rolling through Ogden in the coming years. And that you just don't, I feel like in some ways we don't get that in other sports, right? Like you don't, you know, in football, you might see like a James Madison every once in a while come through Ogden, or you might see, you know, in hoops, we had a, a really banner year where you got to see Utah state, BYU and Fresno state all in the same week. wasn't a great week, but we got to see them, <laughs> you know what I mean? And so uh, I, I think that, you know, of, of the teams that we, I think the teams that we, that they have on campus, you're going to see more of that with the softball program, probably more than anybody. Yeah, totally agree with you. And it's fun. No, it is. So get your season tickets, 45 bucks a piece. It's totally worth it. All right, folks. Now time for Waldo's Magic 8-Ball. I have my hands on Waldo's Magic 8-Ball. And so I have questions prepared for our panel. And so the first question I wanted to, you know, kind of, well, I guess I have, I have themes for your questions for Waldo's Magic Eight Ball. I guess that's how I should say it's going to work. Uh, and so for this one, I wanted to uh, first question for Waldo's Magic Eight Ball, like we just finished talking about two games against Utah next week, one against UVU, and also I should mention the following Tuesday a game against Utah State. Um, and so interesting week. Um, I had it in the notes as the Utah series, but I'm going to say the in-state week next week. Uh, a question for Waldo's Magic Eight Ball surrounding in-state week. Will we come out on top in in-state week? So with, what is it? We've got one one Utah State, two Utah, one UVU. Yes. So will we win? Oh, you need because it's three. an even number. I'm going to say go all out. Will we win three okay. or more games Okay. in our Utah State series here? All right. So uh, I think it's a good question. I'm going to shake Waldo's Magic 8-Ball here. 
The answer is... Waldo's Magic 8-Ball. I don't want any nonsense answers. It's being nonsense. It's giving me cannot predict now. What what is that? Hedgy. Being being weird. The future is not set. Blah, 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 blah. Hmm. I'm going to ask it one more time. Here we go. Same question. I'm just going to say same question. The answer this time is, better not tell you now. Ooh, I got pushy and now it's mad. Yeah. Yeah. Simon can ask the next one. All right, yeah, so clear your question. Is it, it? Yeah. So if we can't get that one answered, can we at least like have at least a split on Utah? We got to win one game against Utah. So I, I need to know if we win one of them. Okay. Well, the Wildcats split with the Utes next week. The answer is cannot predict now. What is going on, man? Cool. Man. I don't want to play all this magic eight ball. Me neither. It's being a jerk right now. Like it's not my favorite. <laughs> All right, whatever. Waldo's Magic Eight Ball doesn't want to talk about the series next week, so whatever. We're moving on. Let's talk a little bit about conference play. Conference play coming up, like I said, just around the corner. Once we finish through, once the Wildcats get through this in-state um, week, which will start on Tuesday next week uh, with UVU, and end the following Tuesday with Utah State before they head into conference play the following weekend. What are your questions around conference play? Hmm. I wanna I wanna know if uh Faith Ho is gonna finish out with the top batter in the big sky, top batting percentage, everything like that. Because I think she can, and I think that's something that can definitely happen during this in-conference play. And uh yeah, that's my question for Waldo's Magic Eight Ball. Okay. He wants to know if Faith Ho is going to be the big sky batting champion when all the dust settles. Let's shake it up and ask. The answer. Very doubtful. Man, it is so pessimistic tonight. Yeah. I don't like Waldo's Magic 8-Ball right now. <laughs> there are some questions I don't want to ask Waldo's Magic 8-Ball at yeah. this point. I'm going to go softball um, for Matt Wal- because we're not going to mess this one up because we all know the answer. Will we have the Big Sky Pitcher of the Year? Ooh, this is a good question. Yeah, and I'm keeping it vague because... The eight ball has feelings. <laughs> the eight ball has feelings. <laughs> All right. So will the Wildcats repeat with pitcher of the year this season? Shaking it up. The answer is reply hazy. Try again. What is going what? on, dude? In heaven's name. Yeah. Like, why is it being like this? Okay. So we're going to try again. I'm going to go back to it. Trying again. Will without a doubt, without a <laughs> doubt. Just needed a second to figure it out. And so they do. There we go. Wildcats bringing home some more hardware this season. All right. Final question for Waldo's Magic 8-Ball. And this is kind of a sub-question or a sub-theme around conference play. That final weekend in Portland, I think, is going to be really important. I think it's going to be really, really important because both the Wildcats and the Vikings are playing at a really high level right now. The Vikings are the defending champions. Um, I think they just beat Oregon State over the weekend, who was ranked 25 at the time. Um, quality win for their program. I don't know, folks. What's your questions about that Portland series? Well, one thing that I kind of wanted, um, especially with that Portland series, um, I want to know if we can. I want to know if we can go through, like you know, not sweep them, but. Um, we got to come out on top. And will there be a game where we maybe run rule them? I want to know if we can run rule them. Well, oh. Run rule game. Okay. Whoa. 
Way to go big, Simon. I just want to know if we're going to win the series, but oh, yeah. I want okay. rules. Way, way to go big. That's okay. the revenge, right? A run rule. <laughs> okay. yeah, yeah. I mean, that's big. You can run rule a team. That's not nothing. So, okay, let's go with that one first. Will the Wildcats run rule Portland State uh, when they face each other at the end of the season? The answer is, come on. Oh, very doubtful. Hmm. I'm not going to run rule them, but we'll see what happens. So now let's go to Jessica's question. Wildcats going to take the series. They're going to take two of three up in Portland that weekend. Uh, let's shake it up a little bit. Get the good juices flowing here. Get the good mojo. Okay. Let's let's see. Flip it over. The answer is ask again later. What is with Walls Magic Eight Balls? We I think all this Magic Eight Ball and I need to have a conversation. Yeah, it doesn't want to do its job right now. It doesn't. It doesn't. That is lame. So we don't really have any one job and it's failing us. Yeah. It doesn't want to give us answers about the future right now. So whatever, we're going to move on and take a look into the future ourselves at the calendar. So Tuesday, March 22nd, Wildcats taking on UVU at Wildcat softball field. This is the home opener. That game will be at 4 PM at Wildcat softball field, just to the North of the D event center. If you didn't know, uh, tickets are available at WeberStateSports.com, or you can be like me and just watch it from home because I can't go, but you should go. So go check that out. Then uh, then Saturday, March 26th, Wildcats taking the short trip down to Salt Lake to face the Utes. Uh, that game will be at 3 p.m. down in Salt Lake. Easy trip to make. If you want to go down there and support them, uh, go down and uh, check it out. I, I, I can't remember. Don't they play at Smith Ballpark? Do I have that right? Mm, that's a good question. Yeah, I don't actually know that. Uh, Consistent with Waldo's magic eight ball, the answer is hazy. So <laughs> I'm giving you time to Google it now while I stall. Andrea, thank you for saying that we will win the series totally. for Portland State and being Andrea, more committal. Yeah. Andrea, Andrea coming through here, man. Like she she's being great right now. Yeah. She's the best. <laughs> <laughs> hey. I, I already got tickets. Like she, she's right. I, I got the tickets. So, in fact, I got tickets for you, man. So, if you want to show up, I got two. Say the word. Andrea's being great right now in the chat. And this is what I love when people hop on and they and they give us they they interact with us, man. This is the best. But um, we'll have to look that up. Uh, not not sure where the Utes, uh, both baseball and softball teams play. Like I said, I thought that they played. Oh, Dunkey Family Softball Stadium. Okay, they got their own stadium. Okay, mm-hmm. so, so it'll be up on campus probably. Uh, and then the, the next day, Sunday, March 27th, Utes taking the trip up to Ogden. Uh, we'll face the Wildcats at Wildcat Softball Field. That game will be at 1 p.m. Uh, you can watch on ESPN Plus or get your tickets at WeberStateSports.com. Um, you're probably going to see some of these folks here. I mean, it sounds like Andrea is going to go. And so show up. Uh, and then finally, uh, like we mentioned, Tuesday, March 29th, Wildcats then taking the trip up to Logan to face the the Aggies um, at Utah state. That game will be at 4 PM on a Tuesday tough game to get to, unless you get off work a little bit early. Um, but yeah, that'll kind of wrap up in state week, the way we sort of coined it thus far. And then uh conference play will begin a few days after that. So, so folks, uh, I'll wrap up the show email. We were state weekly at gmail.com, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, we're on Patreon, go to patreon.com slash Weber state weekly. And then the blog, I'm probably going to move over some of that content I've been telling you about for weeks and has been behind. It's been up on Patreon. I'm probably going to finally move it over because all you guys are being lame and not checking it out. (laughs) (laughs) So 
want to thank you, Simon and Jessica, for chatting with me tonight about softball. I want to thank Arissa Henderson for taking some time to chat with us about Weber State Weekly. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Andrea, really good point. Hopefully not snowing. Don't want any snow next week for the home opener. So fingers crossed, do whatever you got to do to uh, for warm temperatures in Ogden for that home opener against UVU. We'll wrap up the show like we usually do. Weber State, Weber State. Great. 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 <laughs> Go Wildcats. Oh! <laughs>